Welcome to C3 Church Tabla. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Fresh anointing to see. Oh my goodness, Lord, I just feel you. You're on this word. Fresh anointing to see. If we can see Jesus high and lifted up, we would worship. Because, you, you know, these guys can only do so much. They're going, that's all I know, guys. Sorry, that six chords, done it. I can do them again. Gus, doing great. Sound, guys, this is all I can do. You know, we, we just doing all we can, but unless you see Jesus high and lifted up, these little ones are not going to maybe go up, and you're not going to focus on the right thing. You're going to be distracted, you're going to be looking around, and you're going, gee whiz, those windows are long, aren't they, man, do they need to be that long? And that chain, what does it really do? What, what did that chain, what have I pulled on it? What, you know? But when you see with the eyes of your heart, you just go... Our God reigns, and we're just lost. Some of us are just lost in glory. Who's a bit like, who's a bit like us, just lost in the spirit? And you know what? That's the key to prayer, man. If you turn up to a prayer meeting, you're looking around, and naturally go. So what do we do here? See Jesus. See Jesus, and then pray, because it ain't going to happen unless you see Jesus, unless you can see Him. So this message is really about, I want to get stuck straight into it, and um, Jesus always started off a lot of his uh, teachings by saying, for those who have ears to hear and eyes to see, he constantly started off, and it's not really about the physical ears and the physical eyes, it's really about your spiritual ears, spiritual eyes, and He's saying, look beyond, look beyond the natural world, look beyond the woes and worries, look beyond your, uh, just look beyond the, you know, the strife of life and look beyond the, the, the stuff of life and see good, see good in your fellow man. Man, because if you do, if you try and witness to someone and you look at them, you're weighing them up, yeah, well, look at you, you know. Yeah, I've seen your type before, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, and, you know, you're judging them, and, and, you know, but I like to think the glass is half full, not half empty. Yeah. I like to see, I like to look at someone and say, you know what, because I live, not live, I did live with criminals, young criminals at, in juvenile justice system for a long time, and I found the secular guys, the guys that didn't have this um, perspective on life, they were really quick if the boys showed any element of, um, what is it, sin, any short fallings, boom, yeah, I knew it, knew I couldn't trust you, and they'd, they'd virtually, that was it, they'd write them off, I don't, and they'd, they'd literally come up to me as a, as a youth worker and say, don't trust him, what do you mean? I said, oh, you know, last week, this, yeah, yeah, Man, he's been good with me, you know, no, you know. but it's the it's ability that Christians have to look look into people and see the goodness and look into situations. Some people walk into church and they go, oh, you're, 
I'll decide if it's a good church. I'll decide if he's a God man and it's a sermon. It's worthy of, you know. Man, look on the good. And it really takes your spiritual eyes and spiritual ears to be renewed. Amen? And so I want to build a case. Is that all right? About why our eyes and ears need to be open. And I'll just keep building it. And I think we'll get to a place at the end where, like this morning, which was brilliant, we ended up on the altar and, and really doing some great business with the Lord. Um, I'm going to wash you in the Word. And I'm going to believe, after this is said and done, that your spiritual eyes will be opened in Jesus' name. Your spiritual eyes will be opened to see the good in humanity, in any situation, in our community, wherever, you will be able to see the good in it, in Jesus' name. It's looking beyond all the cares and the, and the worries of this life and looking spiritually with eyes at sea and you're able to see redemptively. Say redemptively. You're able to look redemptively. It can, like I love Luke. He had this car. I think he's still got it. If you go to his place and he had this car he found in a paddock and then he stripped it. It's a, what is it? It's an old Austin Ford Prefect, what year is it? 1949. You found it in a paddock, apparently. Then you took it apart, and now it looks like nothing. It looks like junk. It looks like junk. You've actually got the chassis just propped up, and it's rusted, and the panels, you know, they look similar to a body part of a car. But he says, no, I'm going to repair this. I'm going to restore this. I'm saying, even I'm saying, I'm a great restorer. I love restoring houses and motorbikes and stuff, I've done that. But I said, Luke, you are awesome, man. If you've got that sort of faith, you can preach next week, man. You're awesome. <laughs> it's an amazing thing. But through the anointing, God can enable us to see into the spiritual realm. Let's check this out. Revelations 4.1. John on the island of Patmos, he has this full-blown revelation that God's given him, and it says it's Revelations 4.1. So I hope you've got your notes. I'm going to go through this line by line. I'm going to build a case. I'm going to bring you to a place where you're going to believe that you're going to have to do something about your spiritual eyesight to see God, to see, see Christ high and lifted up. Very hard to walk this Christian life if you don't really see God even when you go to the shops. That you think when you leave here, you think you've left God back at C3 Tugra. That when you've left here, that, that's it. Uh, the next time I'll see Jesus is when I get back to C3 Tugger. Oh my God, that is desperate days. You're not going to last, guys. You've got to be able to wake up Monday morning, even workers, and see Jesus high and lifted up. Hebrews says, but I see Jesus. Imagine that. But I see Jesus. Okay, here it is. Revelations 4.1 says, and this is uh, John, the apostle John. He's, he's having a full-blown vision. After this, I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven, and, and a voice I heard first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once, I was in the spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven with something sitting on it. Well, uh, I think that was Jesus, maybe. I think that was Jesus high and lifted up, sitting at the right hand of the Father. And Jesus is saying this. He's saying, for those who have 
eyes to see. I'll, I'll say eyes. I'll preface the eyes because I'm talking about eyes. Eyes to see, ears to hear. And Jesus said many times this in Matthew 13, 15. He says, for this, for this and then he, then, he's, then he lays a bit of truth in because Jesus was brilliant at bringing some reality checks in to the people of God. And he was saying, or humanity, I should say. And he was saying, for this people's heart had become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears. And they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Understand with their hearts and turn, and I would heal them. And turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes, C3 Tugra, because they see. Can you say amen to that? Who's had, who's had a divine breakthrough in, since coming to C3 Church Tugra that they actually can see Jesus high and lifted up? Maybe, you know, they were doing all right somewhere down the road and maybe they weren't even saved. But since you've been coming, you actually can see Jesus when you're in the service. That when you're worshiping, you go, oh my God, I, I can see him high and lifted up, ruling and reigning, Lord of the universe, King of glory, Prince of peace. This is awesome. I love this. This is what you can have if your eyes of your heart are open. Amen? But bless, 13, 16, but blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. For I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous men long to see what you see but did not see it and to hear what you hear but did not hear it. But there is an anointing to see. Trust me, this is the great stuff about a spirit-filled church. The anointing, the anointing that can get on your life be applied to your life, rubbed into your life, and it can, it can cause you to be transformed. Paul said, I'm a new creature in Christ. The old version is gone. Just the five sense guys, the smell, the touch, the, the feel, you know, the hearing, the seeing guy, that's gone. Now I've got a sixth sense. Now I can, I'm going, whoa, can you feel that? Whoa, I just, just whoa, what's that? Whoa, whoa, yeah. You, you walk by something, you go, whoa, what's that? You know, you walk into someone's life and go, whoa, what's, what's happening there? They need a prayer. They need, they need someone, they, they need me to say something of faith to them. Whoa. Well, you just walk, drove through a town, you go, whoa, man, there must be good thriving church in here. You drive through another town, you go, whoa, what's happened here? There's no, no open heaven. It's cold, it's dark, and you know, whoa, you know, it's like, man, wow, did you feel that? You know, that's your sixth sense. That's your spiritual eyes. Eyes at sea, ears at hear. One Acts one eight, and this message is talking about how to see God, how how to see Christ, but then to give witness to Him. So, what does it say in Acts one eight? And you've heard it over and over again. But but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. What's a witness? A witness is someone that personally perceives and hears or experiences, hears, sees, experiences personally and then bears witness about that experience and that which they've seen and that which they've heard and gives witness of it. 
You know what? I was in church. You mean you were in church last night? What's all that about? Oh, man, gee, this church I go to, presence of God. Presence of God? What are you talking about? Oh, well, let me explain. You know, this is a supernatural thing I'm talking about. I go to this church, C3 Togger, and man, I just feel the presence of God. What does that feel like? Well, I don't know. It just feels like, man, it's just all my dreams come true, and I just feel warmth, and I feel at peace, and I feel, wow, I feel there's hope. And, you know, there's ways to give witness to this. And that's how we witness. You can bait people by doing it. You just, 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 just tell someone you go to church. And you watch, what, what, you go to church? What do you mean you go to church? I thought you were, uh, you know, I thought you were an upstanding, normal human being. Now you're telling me you go to church, you know, help me, you know. Oh, yeah, I go to this church. Powering presence of God. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, that's loaded. The empowering presence of God, gee whiz, help me. What are you, what are you saying to me? Because you're totally <coughs> giving credence to an alive and living God who can impress upon you and you can experience, which is vastly different than a religious, a religious version. Oh, I went to a church last night and, you know, and we sang two hymns and two hers and... and uh, yeah, and then we did communion and the wafer. Oh, that's going to really save a lot of people. That's going to really... No, you need to see Christ. You need to feel the presence. You need to hear God. Oh, this crazy woman called Pastor Julie, she got up and prophesied over someone. Who, hey, Pastor Julie, what's that? And she prophesied, what does that mean? Well, she just heard from heaven and then prophesied over this guy and it really struck his heart. He hasn't been the same since. What do you mean he hasn't been the same since? It's about when you witness and experience God. That's when you can be a witness. That's when you shall be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and even to the uttermost while. (laughs) I believe it's one of the greatest breakthroughs you can have in your life. And I am praying for each and every one of you to have a breakthrough to see Christ high and lifted up. Because you will treat this church like a sacred meeting ground of meeting God. This altar will become empowered and alive and you will come out on this altar and you will just be shaken in your boots. We had one girl that got saved. She came out and fell on her knees and got saved back in 97, 98, I remember. And who wants to give their life to the Lord? You know, anyone feel that? Put your hands up. No, forget putting your hands up. She came straight out and she just hit the deck on the altar, buried her knees into the carpet and started to weep and weep. And went, whoa, okay. Uh, gee, what's the Bible college man? You'll tell me now what to do. Uh, uh, she's really getting saved. <laughs> Mark 16, 14 says, Later Jesus appeared to the eleven and they were eating and he rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who, he had, those who had seen him after he had risen. He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. That's all of us. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons and they will speak in new tongues. And they will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. And they will, they, they will place their hands on sick people 
and then they will get well. That's the right order. Place your hands on the sick people, then they get well. After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven, and he sat at the right hand of God. So where is Jesus? He's at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by signs that accompanied him. In the 60s, you had this real frustration of that whole generation looking at society and saying, this ain't real. Man, we need to see, we need, to see, we need a breakthrough. We need to get into this, this spiritual realm, and we need to get into the re- real realm of living. And they took drugs, hallucinogenic drugs, in fact, and uh, they, they went for breakthrough. They, they, the doors sang a song, you know, uh, what was it, break on through to the other side. And they were desperately wanting, and then they were seeing conspiracy theory. You know anyone who loves conspiracy theories? That's all they ever talk about. And then they were seeing conspiracy theories and everything. How many people killed JFK? I'm not sure, but uh, he's dead. Um, <laughs> and, and, and there was a desperate, a desperate need for people, and I believe it's in everyone, for people to see Jesus high and lifted up, not to break through into some other realm of darkness, but to break through into God's kingdom. Genesis 3, 4 says it something like this, you will, you will not surely die. This is about the serpent tempting Eve, and uh, the, serpent sent, uh, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When a woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desire for gaining wisdom, she took some of it and ate. I believe Satan is worried that our eyes are opened. I think he does get worried when our eyes are open. Look at Katrina. She downloads all the time. Her eyes are just open in the spirit. And she's great with prophecy. She can get a word for you and then she interprets things that happen in the meeting. And do you know last night when we were worshiping and I saw this, wow, man, I didn't see any of that. But it sounds awesome. Can I tell the people, can I get it out on Facebook? Because that is awesome. That really happened in our church. Yes, beyond the natural. So here's someone just going, whoa, four walls, roof, it's raining. Yeah, great. And then some go, whoa, Jesus, seraphim, angels, whoa. <laughs> you should take a look at Katrina every now and then. She's just go, whoa. And I'm not talking about flower power hippiedom either. <laughs> whoa. The fantastic thing is that we can invite the Holy Spirit to anoint our eyes. And you look at it from Genesis to Revelation. From Genesis to Revelation, people are all, there's visions, God's, God's sh- sharing and, and, and showing himself to his people through dreams and visions. Through the word, but dreams and visions. People are seeing him in the cloud and the burning bush and, you know, the, the Jews thought that, that, that he showed himself that visibly at times. So we got this guy called Saul, he's breathing out murderous threats. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but in Acts 9, 1 to 22, it talks about the most brilliant story in the New Testament about someone's eyes being open. I hope this doesn't happen to you, but uh, I've actually have heard it happen to people. Maybe it's not as dramatic, but it did happen that their eyes were open. And, and Paul, or Saul, let's start off with his name as Saul, was a Pharisee. He was a Jewish uh, a Jewish Pharisee, he was a learned man, he was a genius. 
He had the mind of a genius, they say, and he was very protective, very zealous, very passionate about his Jewish faith. He lived around the same time as Jesus, although they never had um, an encounter with each other. But Saul was basically the, the doorkeeper and, and the, what is it, the... He's the guy that's very protective of the Jewish religion. And, and he hates the people of the way. Who's the people of the way? That Because that, Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, the way. And he hated those people. He would even get written orders from his superiors to go after them, arrest them, and, and see them locked up, even sometimes murdered. So Paul was very passionate, but he could not... He could not see Jesus. As much as he knew about the scriptures, he could not see Jesus in the scriptures even, which is amazing considering how brilliant this guy was, how brilliant he was in the word of God. He could quote chapter and verse of the Old Testament. So Saul represents the Old Testament God. Saul represents the Old. And he's now riding out to arrest more of these Christians and he has a full-blown encounter with our Jesus. And Jesus said to him, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Saul literally falls to the ground in the company of all these people, falls to the ground. It's a little bit like my sister back in 19, let's see, 1940, no, 1988 in my little house. And we were doing a little... My sister was living with us for some reason. She was having a problem with a boyfriend. She came up with her little daughter to live with us. And uh, we were into God and loving God, attending church every weekend. And I think we were having a cell group or something, and we were on our little lounge room floor, Jules. I remember this, and we were holding hands. And, and my sister Christine was saying, yeah, look, I don't mind if I join with you guys and pray with you guys. Look, I don't want to... Don't want to do anything more than that, but I don't mind a little bit of prayer, maybe. So I invited her in. She clasped my hand, someone else's hand. We're in a circle. We're praying. And uh, I, I, I do remember this white light. I do remember this white light in the prayer, in that moment of prayer, as we were praying. I remember because I had my eyes closed and everyone had their eyes closed. We're sitting on the ground. And I remember, man, this is awesome prayer. Wow. And then, then I felt my sister leave my hand. Then I felt my sister leave my hand, and she fell to the ground backwards. She fell to the ground backwards. Oh, I got concerned, because she's not a Christian, and I'm thinking, whoa, uh, what's happening here? And so we sort of composed ourselves, and we asked, well, what's the matter? Are you all cool? She said, oh, oh, she was like this, oh, oh. She said, oh, she, you wouldn't believe it, man. I, I couldn't hold on. Sorry, did, did I disturb anything? Uh, I could not hold on for the life of me. I, I felt... I saw this white light. I saw this swirled, swirled, swirled around me. And for the life of me, I could not hold on. I had to let go. And she fell backwards. Um, and, and it was amazing. She said, what was that? I, I said, it could have been God. I definitely think it was God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so these things can happen to not just to Saul, but to us. So Saul... He's blinded now, but this story tells us that he's blinded. He goes to this local town. Then God shows himself to Ananias, I think, through a vision. Eyes at sea, he sees a vision. God says to Ananias, I want you to go see this guy. You'll find him. He's praying. 
He's praying. So Paul is desperate. He's praying. And Ananias finds him. Yes, Paul is desperate. He's like desperate. He's blind. Help me. I need God. He's probably repenting. He's probably very serious. He's, he's really um, wanting help here. And Ananias says, you know what? He lays hands on him, receives his sight. And then Saul just has this full-blown uh, salvation uh, deal happen. And, and then he goes straight out preaching and giving witness to Jesus. It's powerful. It does happen even now. And it may need to happen to us all over again if we don't see that. Galatians 1.15 says, but when God, and this is Paul, and by the way, Paul wrote 14 of the books of the epistles out of 27, I think, 14 uh, books of the epistles. And Paul has so much influence on church and what we do as Christians. And Paul ends up downloading the blueprints for what church is, for what the Christian life is, what salvation means. And Paul is our go-to guy uh, in terms of basically trying to understand the mysteries of our salvation. Galatians 1.15 says, but when God who set me apart from birth called me, by his grace. Now, I love this. Now, this is yours. You can have this. Was pleased to reveal his son. I believe God is as pleased to reveal himself to you and I. See that? Was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles. But you know what? It's still such a struggle for some people to see Jesus. And I think this is why they pull up way short in church and even why we pull up way short of even accepting each other and loving each other despite all our stuff, shortfallings. And we go, you know what? I, I can't love you the way that God wants me to love you. Because why? Because you can't see the worth in that person. Because when you can see Jesus in that person, there's no way you can cancel them out of your life. You cannot. You can get mad with them for a moment. You can get a little bit narky with them for a moment. But you know what? It only takes a short while by the love of God that you see the goodness in them again and you begin to love your, your, your fellow believer and you love your church again. It's very much like that. When you're in the natural and you go, right, yeah, thought so. and Because and, you're seeing and you're perceiving everything in the natural. This is how God does not want us to do church. 2 Corinthians 4.3 says it like this. It says, and even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, which is the image of God. So I do honestly believe Satan has blinded even Christians to seeing the goodness in our present situation, in each other, in church, in God. God Satan has blinded us, and we cannot see that gold in each other, and that's a, if that happens in a marriage, that is 
That is desperate days. That's not good. Psalm 115 verse 5 says it like this. They have mouths but cannot speak. Eyes but they cannot see. Isaiah says it like this in Isaiah 44 verse 18. They know nothing. They understand nothing. Their eyes are plastered over so they cannot see. And their minds closed so that they cannot understand. So a lot of seeing with the eyes of your heart is the ability to understand with your, with your heart. The eyes of your heart, the eyes of your heart regulate how your heart functions towards God, to each other, to your church. If your eyes of your heart are just, man, I, I can't see, I, I can't see, I can't see. All I can, all I can see is gloom and doom. That's, that's not good because that, everything's going to be muddy. Every relationship will be muddy. Everything will be a fine, tenderly balanced Whereas church can get through anything and everything with this extraordinary eyesight that sees God in everyone, that we are a family, that we're not just a bunch of people hanging out, doing church, that we are a family. We are family. (laughs) Awesome song, but it, it, it emotes something. For me, it emotes, we're not moving, buddy. We're family, locking and loading. We're, you know, I think actually that's been sung in a whole different, another spirit. But, but it says something, it's, it's got grit. We are family. And it's those guys saying, we're coming out of the closet. We're family. What of it? How about where's our, we, uh, where's, our, where's our grit to hang tough, to be family? You can only see it with eyes at sea. They know nothing, they understand nothing. Their eyes are plastered over so they cannot see and their minds closed so they cannot understand. Uh, the NASB version says, they do not know eh, nor do they understand for he has smeared over their eyes so that they cannot see and their hearts so that they cannot comprehend. This, this scripture is actually talking about when God's people were, were looking to idols and serving idols and they couldn't see God high and lifted up. But then they started to fabricate and make craven images, graven images of, of, of some God and, and like we tend to do, we look at the, the pop stars and we look at the, the stars of the world and we go, wow, Miley Cyrus, what's she doing now? And Lady Gaga, whoa, wow. And, and Brad Pitt, whoa, wow. Oh, I wish Brad Pitt had come to church one day where we could all bow down and worship him. Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, and, 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 and you know what I mean? This scripture is really about when God's people are faltering and, and they haven't got eyes to see. But God doesn't want us to be blind. He, he doesn't want us to be blind to God. And he, he doesn't want us, us to see these idols high and lifted up. 2 Corinthians 4, 6, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. There's something about this light. And as I started to look at this, I started to think, well, hang on, if Jesus is the light of the world, if, if Jesus is the light of, this, of, the, of the world, um, is that what enlightens us? Is it the true light of God on Lisa right now Lord, would you shine a light on her? Crew, tech crew, please help me. And wow, Lisa. Oh man, I didn't know she was so awesome. I didn't know the purposes of God and the destiny. Thank you. At last, the school teacher works on her feet, see? 
One of the greatest things I ever did was become a scripture teacher to work on your feet with the pupils because, you know, you just got to do that. And all of a sudden, Lisa's looking awesome. Man, if I'd known Lisa like in this life, I'd want to be her best friend all over again. Man, I could easily prophesy into her and see all the goodness of the glory and all that God's going to do for her in her life. Man, if you could just continue to shine that light, man, I'm just actually, wow, I'm so, whoa, you know, and, and it's, it's very much like that, that when Jesus came, he shone a light in a dark world. He shone a light, and light is associated with God. Burning bush, bright clouds, pillar of fire. The psalmist spoke of God as light. The Lord is my light and my salvation, Psalm 27 verse 1. The prophet promised, the Lord shall be your light forever, Isaiah 60 verse 19. Light stood for the glory of God. Prophecies also spoke of the Messiah as light. Your light has come. The glory of the Lord shines upon you. Isaiah 60 verse 1. Your light has come. The glory of the Lord shines upon you. Prophet Simeon hailed the child Jesus as a light for revelation to the Gentiles. Jesus said, I am the light, John 8, 12. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. We often think of Jesus as the light. John begins his gospel, John 1, 9. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. I think there's something in this as I started to get into it, that when we get the light of God on Rebecca, we go, oh my God, Rebecca, now I can prophesy over you. Now I can see all the great stuff God's going to do for you. Now I can see why you're here at C3 Tugra. Now I can see why, why, why maybe you've even been through the stuff you've been and how God's going to turn it around for good. And that which he's began in you, the good work he's began in you, he will complete it and fulfill it in Jesus' name. Because I'm seeing her in the light. Win. Let's put some light on him. Boom. Bang. I see you having a voice. A voice to be able to speak into the youth. A voice that would carry weight and carry experience. And when you speak, they will listen. Even as you rap and hip hop and do your stuff, it will transmit the revelation of God's love to a broken generation of young people, son. And see, when you shine the light on a given subject, even your mum and dad, come on. Not, oh, look at mum and dad. Oh, gee whiz, you know. Oh, man, look at mum and dad. They're awesome in that light. Woo, let's, let's take a photo. Let's put it on Instagram. We are, we're always looking at people in the, in the dark, in shadows. Oh, look at that person. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. We sing this song, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. Come on, man. Boom, boom, boom. No, that's all right. Should have been onto that. I see you high and lifted up. Shining in the light of your glory, pour out your power and love as we sing, holy, 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 open the eyes of my heart, Lord, 
Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Can you say that with faith? Can you sing that with faith? Because if you can, man, you're on the right track. It's awesome. When Jesus was talking about the church in Laodicea, and it's not a great uh, critique of this church in Laodicea about the sad spiritual condition and, and that they were living in. Paul, pitiful church. He was saying that you thought you're rich, you got everything, look at you, you think you're great. Now you wouldn't speak like that. Look, you, you think you're doing well. He would say it more like that. You think you're doing well, you got a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, you know, but that's not the aim of life. Uh, actually, you're broke inside. You're, you're poverty-stricken inside. Uh, life is not about all the stuff you accumulate. It's about your character being tested and your faith coming up roses in every day. Amen? And Jesus says this in this in Revelations 3.18. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so that you can become rich White clothes to wear. What's white clothes? Righteousness, right standing with God. So you can cover your shameful nakedness. No shame, no condemnation in Christ Jesus. And salve, this is like an ointment that existed back then. Salve was like this stuff. And they believed that it was real stuff. And Jesus is stating it. Salve to put on your eyes so that you can see. Meaning, uh, King James Version says, and to anoint your eyes, to anoint your eyes. Now this salve, apparently, when I looked at it, studied it, it looked like little loaves of bread. Little loaves of bread. I just can't get my head around this. I wish I had a better imagination. Little loaves, because I wouldn't rub anything in my eyes that look like little loaves of bread. <laughs> Sorry, I just wouldn't. But little loaves of bread, and they're saying, prophetically, Jesus is saying, this is the word of the Lord, that Jesus is the bread of life that we're supposed to be rubbing in our eyes. And Jesus says, would you, would you rub into your, anoint your eyes with salve, with the ointment, with the word of God, massage, mess, message, massage, massage them into your spiritual eyes with the word of God. Get, get your Bible, Luke. That looks great. I'm going to just do this right now. Yeah, wash my eyes. Oh, sorry, Luke. Sorry, buddy, that's a lot of grease on there now. <laughs> Woo! No, it's actually not, mate. So you're anointing oil. If you just put that on your head right now, you're going to be tremendously blessed. The, oil, the, the eyes of Jesus was talking about is the bread of life, the word of God. It is only by the rubbing the scriptures into the eyes, which means filling our minds with the word that as opposed to anything we don't need to fill our minds with, that we can heal our spiritual blindness. Blindness. So, man, I know that these big flat screen TVs are awesome wonders of the modern world. But there's, I got Foxtel, but I'm telling you right now, I can go through 155 channels and still not find anything that will just help me relax maybe, or educate me, or just do something nice, rather than pervert me, corrupt me, and, 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 and you know, really scar my mind, because I've seen images on the TV that I saw years ago that I'm still trying to get over now. Uh, I mean, I remember get, getting out that Hannibal Nectar, Lecter, whatever, Nectar, <laughs> whatever. Someone said, that's a great movie, great movie, great movie. I went out down the video shop. This was years ago, 10, 12, I don't even know. 
we got it out. We started to watch it. Yeah, man. Oh, God. We pulled it out, took it back. And that's what I always do when I go to the theater. If I are in there and it's perverting me, I get walk out, want my money back. No, you don't get your money back. No, I want my money back. Man, it was false advertising, man. It's... <laughs> I get my money back. Well, we've got to go see the manager. We've never had anyone wants their money back. We sat down with the kids once in this movie, uh, this theatre cinema, Erina, and got about 10 minutes. You know something's going on when, when you start looking down at each other like that. Yeah. You go through another assault. <laughs> is this good? Is this, is, this what we, is this what we paid for? Is this, is this going to be good, Dad, Mum? And we just pick the kids up. Oh, no, the kids are going, no, no, we're on the front row. No, 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 not now, no, no. Kids, let's go. Let's get out of here. This is, we want our money back. We got it back too. Proverbs 20, 12, I still build my case. Ears that hear and eyes that see, the Lord has made them both. Yes, Lord. Isaiah 29, verse 18, in that day the deaf will hear the words of the scroll and out of the gloom and darkness the eyes of the blind will see. 119 verse 18, Psalm 119 verse 18, open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. Open my eyes, Lord. Let me see the wonder of church. You know, why aren't we inviting people to church? Because you, you believe that if you bring them, all they'll see is four square walls and, 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 and some, yeah, there'll be some music. They've seen that before. I mean, Celine Dion and, you know, we've seen everything. So uh, nothing's gonna, nothing's really gonna get them across the line. What we're anticipating that is if you bring the people with spiritual eyes, with an encounter with God, their eyes will be open. They'll see Christ high and lifted up. And they'll experience the living God by the power of His Spirit. Not that, oh man, I've never seen such good looking people. Man, that drummer, I've never, he's taken, sorry. And, uh, you know, and, and, the, and the host and the guy with the umbrella. Oh man, who are these guys? Their hospitality is outstanding. But that's not going to do it at the end of the day. It's about eyes opened and you believing that if they come into church with their eyes open, that they'll see Christ high and lifted up. Amen? This is what we're believing for. You do have eyes, whether you like it or not, spiritual eyes, and they can be blind or they can be open. This is your predicament. God wired you that way. God wired you that, and I believe the scripture is true, that the anointing, that the anointing, whew, I'm nearly done, where it says in Luke 4, 18, and Jesus reads out the, the, the scripture, the prophecy of Isaiah, the spirit, Isaiah 4, 18, Luke 4, 18, I should say, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. Is that really physical sight? I don't think so. I think it's spiritual sight. Recovery of sight to your friend and mine that cannot see God in you, in the church, in our community, cannot, don't want to, because they may be blinded by the principalities and powers that are ruling and reigning over our society, unless we pray and move those things out of the way, move over, over, because Jesus is taken over. We need to pray, see the heavens open over this church, over our community, then they can see. And I've seen the roughest, toughest, I've seen the worst of the worst get saved when we're praying and when we're believing collectively that they can encounter the living God 
not encounter the smartness and the cuteness and, and all the chrome, plastic, fantastic, whatever. No, that they encounter the living God. And I've seen this big, burly bulldozer driver once. And he was a hard living, drinking. He was the father of one of our guys in our church. And he was rough and tough. And his father was, man, I, now I knew why he was rough and tough. This guy was built like a beep, beep. And... Um, <laughs> He, he was sad. I don't even know how he was even sitting in the service. It was a sign and a wonder that this guy was sitting in the service. He'd been living, working up in North Queensland, driving a big D9 bulldozer for the you know, ladies. Sorry, ladies. That's a big machine, half the size of this. Boat. And, and he is sitting in the service, and the Spirit of God, the presence of God caught up with him. And I gave an altar call. He came out, and bang, like Goliath, he went poof. I had three guys try and catch him on the way down. Crushed three of my good guys. <laughs> Out the next. And, and this guy went down. He was weeping and weeping. I was so fascinated with this because other people got saved and blessed and touched of God. I, I caught up to him at the end. Sir, please. So, yeah, what's your story again? Oh, I'm a big bloke, bad guy that's living in the land. Yeah, but what happened? Was that real? Oh, man, I don't know what that was, but man, I, yeah, he was giddy. He was intoxicated in the spirit. And, and I said, well, help me. Tell me what, what happened. I don't know what it was, but I couldn't control myself. Bang, I went down. I don't do that, you know. And he's given me the gruff, macho, you know, disposition of his, of his life. And he's saying, oh, but boy, was it real? Oh, man, I've never felt anything like in my life. That's God. And that's what we want for people to feel and hear and experience. Because our job is to see eyes opened. Eyes opened. The greatest eye opener is in the Old Testament, and Elijah prayed 2 Kings 6.17, and if you want this, you can have it. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes. Elijah, okay, quick story. Elisha, Elisha is the key guy. He hears from God, and everyone comes to him, and they're getting wisdom, and they're getting success from what he says. He is the key guy in Israel. And the king of Syria is getting narky now with Israel. They're getting too strong, too successful. They send hordes of army to Israel. And the servant who lives with Elijah, Elisha sees the mountains fall, surrounded by chariots and all sorts of crazy stuff. And Elisha said, hey, it's cool. Go have a look again. Go have a look again. And he eventually says, and Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened his eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. There was more when his eyes were open. And this is what... Man, I know you're dealing with stuff. You've got stuff around. You go, oh, look at this. Oh. You go to your friend. Oh. And your friend goes, no, open your eyes again. Just see it again, man. You know, rub some. Do like Pastor Phil said. Rub some of that word in your. Get your Bible. Get your B-I-B-L-E. Just get them. Get them working. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a bit more, a bit more, a bit more. Yeah, yeah. And then you see, you go, wow, you know what? There's more for us than there are against us. Yeah. 
awesome. Pastor Julie, I can't believe it. I did what you said. I did what Pastor Phil said. I rubbed my eyes like that. Rubbed it into my, and then, you know, I did that. And then I looked. And you know what? It's going to be all good. I don't need that counseling session. I don't need deliverance. I can see. I can see that I'm going to be fine. I'm going to get married. I'm going to have a baby. My job's going to come through. I'm going to be healed. My friendship club is going to be fine. My, my, my cell group's going to be fine. My pastor's going to be fine. My, my community's going to be fine. I can see it. Lisa's going to be fine. Woo! <laughs> Overwhelming. Lisa, you are dearly cherished in this church. Let me tell you that. And when that light of the glory of God is upon you, like it always is, man, we can just see the greatness in you and you're just such a treasure. You're just like that treasure chest. Just flick open the lid and it's jewels and diamonds and rubies and whoo, whoa, who's that? That's Lisa. She's awesome. She's a treasure chest of God. Let's all stand, God bless you. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.